Well, first and foremost, I do want to, if I have not come to you and told you thank you, we really appreciate it. Sister Rennie and I are just, we're elated that we finally have a chance to start ministering in Cameron. Um, as Pastor Tommy told you, uh, the first couple of weeks it was myself, Rennie, and my parents. But uh, this last week we had first new couple and a new lady that showed up. Um, I talked to another lady this afternoon. She said, I'll be there Wednesday night. Um, so God's opening up doors, and I just want to truly thank each and every one of you, first and foremost, for your prayers. Um, it's, it's just something that is it's new, and I know that God's going to move, and we appreciate everything that you are doing for us, and we, I, can't, I don't have words to express enough how much we really appreciate it, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Now we're going to get to the sermon tonight, so pull your toes in because the thank yous are over because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you wore sandals. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I should, have, I should have told Tommy to tell you, tell everybody to wear steel-toe boots tonight. Because tonight, 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 we're going to speak for just a few minutes. God's laid on my heart going the distance. And I'm just going to let you know up front my text. It's kind of a little bit deceiving, but you'll get it by the end, okay? So I'd like everybody to turn to 2 Timothy Chapter 4, and we're going to be in verses 7 and 8. And if you would all stand while we read the Word of God tonight, I would really appreciate it. Like I said, I want you, everybody got there, and we've got, we've got it up on the screen, but I want everybody to listen to each and every word because I didn't do it on purpose, but I kind of did. 2 Timothy first four, ver, chapter 4, verse 7, we'll start with, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Dear Lord, I just ask, Lord Jesus, that you just move tonight, Lord Jesus, that you just anoint the words that you have given me to speak tonight, God, that you have your will, Lord Jesus, in this sermon tonight, God, and that you receive all the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. When the Lord gave me this, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This, these two verses right here, as I look at them, as I interpret them, I have fought a good fight. Well, it's all said and done, and it's over with. I have finished my course. Yes, I have. I have kept the faith. Guess what? I got a crown coming. I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. I'm going to be at eternal rest. That's what those verses really mean. We as Christians, we believe... Well, I'm saved, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I've done all I need to do. And many times, we believe that we deserve a break, which sounds like a great idea. I'm going to sit down right now. (laughs) (sighs) Yep, I'm saved, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm good. Right? I deserve a break. Do you know what I went through? Just yesterday. Yeah. Webster defines break as actually just taking a rest in the middle of work or during an event. (laughs) Wow. I wish it was that easy. But we do as Christians, we believe, hey, I've, I've reached the level that God wants me to be at. I'm done. I don't need to do anything else. I'm saved. I hope everybody here is saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you know what I went through to get to the Holy Ghost? 
Well, God was just molding you and shaping you to get you where you needed to be. But I'm there now, right? I wish it was that easy. In Ecclesiastics 3, in verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to born, and a time, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. There is a time and a place for everything in our life. Believe it or not, as much as we like to believe that we are so independent and that we've got this all by ourselves, do you know what? God had it planned before you even thought about it. I'm a free person. I do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. How's that working out for you? I'm just going to be real simple tonight. I've tried that. Believe me. Been there, done that. And I do have a lot of t-shirts to prove how that worked out. They're full of holes. They don't even hang anymore because, yeah, (laughs) I'd like to say they're hanging in the closet. But no, actually, they're folded up or wadded up at the bottom of the closet because it didn't work out for me. But we do. We like to believe that, hey, God, I've done everything that you've asked me to do. I've been there, done that. I can show you the results. God just sitting there, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You, you keep doing it the way you want to do it. But the thing that I found out so often, when we get to that point where, God, I, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've, I've fought a good fight. Yeah. I don't know how many of you remember Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was the youngest heavyweight champion ever. He first came out. I watched his first fight, and I was a big fan for a long time. I watched his first fight, and I was like, boy, he's going to do something. His first fight lasted two rounds. Twelve seconds into the second round, he knocked the guy out. This guy had never been knocked out before. He had been the reigning heavyweight champion for six years. Undefeated. Mike Tyson comes out. He's 22 years old. Bam! Knocked him out. Everybody said, he fought a good fight. And he did. His next 17 fights were good fights, too. He remained the heavyweight champion until he got all caught up with himself. He quit training. He quit doing the things that got him to where he was at. He was also a gold medalist in the Olympics before he became a professional fighter. Do you think that it just happened because, well, guess what? I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to be heavyweight champion of the world. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because he got to the point that he thought that he needed to be at. He maintained the heavyweight championship for four years only because he kept training every day. He kept fighting. He kept preparing himself on a daily basis. It says right here in Ecclesiastes, there is a time for everything. It also says there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. Anybody here ready to die? I'm just asking, because if you are, I mean, you know, you can. It's debatable. Okay. Yes, I know, we have days where we don't feel like doing anything. We feel like it's just time to give up. Well, I, I can't sit down again. I already have my one break. 
But there's a time for everything. God knows it. God has everything planned out. Well, I'm doing everything that God's asked me to do. I've got everything I need. Are you sure? Well, yeah, I know I do. How do you know? Ephesians 6 and 11, verses 11 through 13 says, put on the whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. Well, I've got the whole armor of God. Yeah. Why do we need the whole armor of God? Because it goes on further and says, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, having done all, because I just said, we've reached that point, right? We're saved, we're full of the Holy Ghost, we're wearing the whole armor of God to stand. I want to I let you in on a little secret. Until we reach eternity and we are at his feet, praising him throughout eternity, just in case you didn't know, we are praising him throughout eternity. We're in a fight. Just because you've reached that level, I'm saved, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I wake up every day and I put on the whole armor of God, you're still in a fight. What do you mean I'm still in a fight? Because you know what? It said right there that we fight not against flesh and blood. We fight against the powers of darkness. We got spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not fighting flesh. We're not fighting somebody that's getting tired that's going to give up. And believe me, at the end of a three-minute round in boxing, whew, <laughs> they get a minute break. I've never found anywhere in the Bible that says we get a break. It's an everyday fight. It's an everyday contention. Well, what, what, what are you talking about? Jesus won the fight. Yes, he did. He died on the cross for our sins. That's where we become saved. He rose again, victorious over all of our sins. And he said, I'm going to send you another comforter to take care of things while I'm gone. That's the Holy Ghost. Okay. And then he also said, oh, look, I'm going to prepare you for each and every day. That's the armor of God. So, I, I, yeah, you're good. But it never said that you get a break. It never said that you're supposed to rest on the laurels that you've gotten. Well, why, why can't I rest? Well, because you know what? I just said, the word just spoke to it that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against any of these things that we know on the human level. We need to know our enemy. John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Further in that verse, it says, but Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's three things. I, don't, I didn't hear anything good in that, did you? Steal, kill, and destroy. If he can't steal your victory today, do you think he's going to stop tomorrow because he couldn't do it yesterday? No. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's a fight. Every day it's a fight. And if he does steal your victory for today, 
the next thing he's going to do is kill your future for tomorrow. I got you today. I got you tomorrow. Then that leads to, guess what? He's going to destroy any hope that you might have for the next day and the next day and the next day. Just because you've obtained all of these things doesn't mean that you're set for eternity. We're not set for anything except for each and every day. Paul said, take up your cross every day. Take it up. Put on the whole armor of God every day. It didn't say right here that we're wearing armor to bed. I'll tell you what, it might be a little uncomfortable to wear all that to bed. Or when you take your final, when you take your rest for the day, doesn't mean that you don't put it all back on tomorrow. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. I made it through today. Congratulations. Tomorrow's a new day. Well, what are you trying to say? So many times we get comfortable. We get padding put in our armor, our shoulder breastplates, and our shoulder pads, and our helmet. Yeah, this feels good. I'm good. I'm comfortable. You think that he's comfortable with where you are? Mm-mm. No. He's looking for any way to get at you. He's looking for any little chink in that armor. He's looking for maybe something that you didn't do or you didn't take care of. He's looking for any weak spot that you have. Well, why would he be doing that? He already knows I've won. Does he? He knows that Jesus Christ has won. Does he know that you won? Mm. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. He knows that he lost at the cross. He knows that he lost when Jesus rose from the grave. Because Jesus took the keys. He knows that he lost that battle. But does he know that you won? Seven, it says in Revelations that he's the great dragon. It says in Genesis 3, he's the serpent. Hold on a second. It says over in Isaiah that he is the son of the morning. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. It also says in John 8 and 44 that he is a liar. He is the father of all lies. I'm going to let you in on a secret. If you don't know, Satan used to be the archangel of heaven. He used to be the one that screamed out the praises. He's the one that led heaven in the praises of God. So you think that he doesn't know what we're trying to attain to? You don't think that he doesn't know what he's up against? He tried Jesus. He tried to get Jesus to surrender to him. He tried to say, hey, look, I'll give you all of this. Jesus said, no, no. I created all this. Yeah. God created us. But until we make that decision and we say that each and every day, guess what? Come on. I got you. Come on. He's going to keep prying at you. He's going to keep picking at you. He's going to keep coming after you. Well, why would he do that? Because he lost to Jesus, but he hasn't lost to you yet until you make that decision. Guess what? I'm going the distance. Yep, I have fought a good fight today, but tomorrow I got to fight another one. 
I finished the course today, but tomorrow I got a new course. Yeah, I've got a crown waiting on me, but I don't get it today. Not until I'm done with what God has put me on this earth for. Each and every day, I have to fight a good fight. I have to continue to finish that course. But God, you know I get so tired. I'm so, oh, hold on a second. Hold, y'all just going to wait. I'm going to have to sit down here for another minute. I, I'm, I'm sweating already. Can we turn the air down? I'm, I'm getting kind of hot. Oh. Uh, well, I guess I just have to do that. I just welcome. Yeah. Don't you think God knows you need a break once in a while? I know he does. Because he, he says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness, and all these other things are going to be added unto you. That means a break. That means rest. That means whatever we have need of. God already knows you have need of it. That's why he started that verse out with saying, seek ye first. Seek me first on a daily basis. You know why we fail? Why we sometimes lose a fight? Because, oh, well, God, you know, yesterday was a terrible day. You got me through it. But, God, you know, I'm, I'm just going to take a break. I, I, I can't pray. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't believe that I can study your word today. I don't believe that I can give you everything I need to give you today. Guess who's listening in on that one? Your adversary, the devil. Says he's going around as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. All it takes is one day of not praying. All it takes is one day of not studying God's word. All it takes is one day of saying, God, I don't know that I can give you everything today. That's all it takes. He's going around seeking who he may devour. He's looking for a weakness. God's given us everything, like we've already discussed. Yes, I'm saved. Yes, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I've got the whole armor of God. But if it takes one day that you don't put on that whole armor of God, or one day that you don't give him praise and honor and glory, that's all it takes is one day. Because he's looking for that, he's looking for that aspect. He's looking for you to make that mistake. Matthew 11 and 29 and verse 30 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to read that one more time. You take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for my body. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. It says, for you will find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus never promised us rest for this body today. He never promised us that it's going to be easy. He said, I will give you rest for your soul. Because I don't know about you, but when I've had a bad day or I've had a bad week, sometimes it even goes over a bad month. Honestly, I can sit down right here, and I can tell you I've had a bad seven months because I broke my leg. Let me tell you what. It's not been fun. You know, the only thing that's gotten me through each and every day, because you know what? When the devil hits you sideways one day, he's going to come from the other side tomorrow. He's not going to stop just because you've had a bad day. He's going to come at you with everything that he has got. Everything that hell has, he's coming at you with it because he got you one day. The only thing. And I'm speaking from experience. The only thing that gets you through the next day and the next day is Jesus. 
The only thing that lets me know that I can make it again tomorrow is when God wraps his arms around me and says, guess what, baby? Guess what, son? Guess what, daughter? I've got this. All you have to do is trust in me. But the thing about it that we so often sometimes forget is that we have to let God wrap his arms around us. We have to say, God, I can't do any more. I need your strength. I need you to help me out. Because, oh, I forgot to pray today. You don't forget to pray. You just decide not to pray. God, you know I meant to open up your word and study it today and to give you inspired today. But you know I just was so busy. We fail because we don't take the time to set ourselves up for the win. But I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I got the whole armor of God. And he knows I need a rest. Yeah, our time of eternal rest is coming. It truly is. First Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 and some of the most wonderful verses in the whole Bible. And it's a promise. I want you to listen to this as I read it because it's a promise. It says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and we shall ever be with the Lord. That's the eternal arrest that's coming. And if you haven't read that verse or you don't know where that, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, read it again because it's a promise. It's coming. Your rest is coming. It says, forever we shall be with the Lord. My rest is coming. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but it's coming. There's been many Christians that have fought the same fight that you're fighting. They have finished their course. They might be in the grave right now, but it says right there, their rest is truly coming too because they're going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain and still fighting... Not sitting down, taking a break, still fighting. We're going to be caught up together with them, first and foremost, and then with Christ. And then our rest truly does begin. Just from this body. Because this body is the only thing that needs a rest. Because like I said at the very beginning, in case you didn't know it, eternity is nothing but praising his name at his feet. We're not going to have the option when we get to heaven. Hey, God, (laughs) you know that my mansion's dirty. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here today and clean my mansion. I'm I'm not going to stay here and take care of my golden grass. I need to get all that stuff done. I can't praise you today. Don't kid yourself. There's gold dust in heaven. Now, Ann, settle down. This has never been about us getting rest. It's about being giving glory and honor to his name each and every day. Obtaining that victory that he has already won for us, but we have to do it ourselves. God's looking for a commitment from us. The army says, be all you can be. The same thing that Jesus has asked. Be all that you can be each and every day. Just because you've attained a certain level doesn't mean that you're done. 
So when I said in the beginning, yes, I have finished the faith. I have fought a good fight. fight. I have finished the course. Not yet you haven't. That's a promise of what you're going to get when you really are done. Hebrews 4 and 10 says, For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. When we get to that place in heaven, yes, we are going to have eternal rest from the days that we've had here. Because you know what? It's not easy. It's not a bed of roses. God, Jesus, never promised that it was going to be a bed of roses. There's one thing that I like to, I like to look back to, and, I, and I'm like, wow. And I'm, I'm going to use the disciples, Jesus' disciples, as an example for this. Have you ever thought, just in your own self, of what you could achieve if there was no limit to what God would let you do? And I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking of this from a heavenly perspective, from God's perspective. But the disciples made a mistake, each and every one of them. Matthew 14, 37 and 38, it says, And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And he saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst thou not watch for one hour? For just one hour. Verse 38 says, Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. The disciples made one crucial mistake. Jesus asked them, Watch and pray. Not that the disciples haven't done things that we want to achieve even to this day. They did great and mighty works in the Lord's name for the Lord. But I've often wondered if for just that one hour that Jesus asked them to watch and pray, do you think that maybe they could have achieved even ten times, a hundred times more than what they did if for that one hour they would have prayed? If they would have watched. Do you think that G- that Peter himself, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, Peter did this and Peter did that. Yeah, Peter sank when he jumped out, on, out of the boat. But you know what? He jumped out of the boat. Peter denied Christ, but Peter also became one of the greatest leaders of the day of Pentecost. But do you think maybe, just maybe, and this is just my own thought process. It truly is. The Bible doesn't say this or anything. This is my own thought process. If they would have watched and prayed for that one hour, do you think maybe they could have achieved even more? I'm saying all this tonight because, you know what? It just said it right here. The Spirit truly is ready because, yes, we are saved. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. And, yes, we are wearing the whole armor of God. The Spirit in your side of you is ready to achieve whatever goal God has set for you for that day, for whatever victory God has for you that day. But it does say also the flesh is weak. Just because we're ready spiritually doesn't mean that we don't have to bring our flesh under control and that we don't have to say each and every day, guess what? I'm going on. doesn't matter what's happening to me today. doesn't matter if I don't feel like it or I'm in a hospital. God, I'm giving you today. Whatever you want for today, you have given me all the tools to make it through this day, but I still have to be the one that says, guess what? I'm going on through. Yes. 
going the distance doesn't mean just because I've achieved all these things that I'm done. It means continuing each and every day until we cross that finish line. Yes, we have discussed that. Yes, we are going to be dis- we are going to be re- re- rewarded. Excuse me, throughout eternity. But as I close this tonight, I want to encourage each and every one of us. Number one, if you're not saved, we have altars here. We have people that will help you get saved. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, I encourage you, don't stop until you get to that point. Not only is he a comforter, but he is also a spiritual power that you have never, if you have not experienced it, once you get to that point, oh boy. If you're not wearing the full armor of God, start to study. Find out what you need to do to get to the wearing that full armor. Because all these things are not things that God has given us just because, oh, God wants me to do something else. God needs me to do this, and God needs me to do that. He's given us all these things so that we're able to do all the things that he has given us, that he wants us to do. And yes, as we said in the very beginning tonight, when we do get to that point where we draw our last breath, or when Jesus steps out on that, sends Michael out on that cloud and blows that trumpet, and he calls us home. Until we get to that point, and, it was said, and we can say, I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. Realize that we are in a fight. From the time that we wake up till the time that we go to bed at night, we're in a fight. Actually, the best way that I can put it is from the time that we took our first breath in this life and until the time that we take our last breath or he calls us home and we go up with the dead in Christ, we are in a fight. Please realize that each and every day that you get up, you have to make a decision. Either I'm going to just do what I got to do and I'm going to take a break because I deserve it, God. Yesterday was a bad day. So we realize that each and every day is a fight, and then we have to make that decision that I'm going to fight each and every day and that he's going to give me the strength and he's going to give me everything that I need to get through this day. We're at a risk of a failure until we realize, God, I'm going to do what you asked me to do today. Pray every day. Well, I can't pray every day. Do you know how hard it is to pray? At the beginning of this year, Pastor Tommy asked us to do quite a bit of things. Wanted us to read all these chapters in the Bible. Wanted us to pray every day. You know why Pastor Tommy asked us to do that? Because all it takes is one. One day, one minute. Two days, two minutes. Three days, three minutes. The more you do something, the easier it gets. Do you think, Sister Ann? Started praying four hours every day. Sometimes it's hard to do 30 seconds. Sometimes it's hard to do one minute. But the reason that I did all this tonight and spoke about this is because I want us to start somewhere. If you haven't started praying every day, then let's start. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Oh, dear Lord. Pray without ceasing. Yes, you can. 
you can go every day. Every day that you do it becomes more and more. So if you haven't started, let's start tomorrow. Let's start with one minute tomorrow. Praising and praying. And let's start with reading one verse. I'd love to say one chapter, but I know some people can't even read one verse. But let's start tomorrow with one verse and one minute of prayer. And then let's start preparing ourselves for the fight that we're going to take on tomorrow. And let's get up tomorrow. Let's say, God, thank you for today. God, I praise you. And then let's find a verse that will inspire us throughout the day. And let's start the day off knowing that we're going to be in a fight and that he will help us, but we have to prepare ourselves for it. I want to thank you for your attention tonight. Thanks for your attention. I know I'm, I've already went a little longer than I should tonight, but I want to encourage us that we're in a fight, people. We're in a fight. And if we're not ready to win that fight each and every day, if we're not prayed up, we're not studied up, we're going to find ourselves on the losing side of this fight. Thank you very much. Amen. You know how we make it? Make it one day at a time. Heard an old statement one time that said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And, uh, you know, as he was talking, 